everyone and welcome back to another episode of Relative Pitch. Um, I hope that y'all are doing so well. Um, I think when this episode is released, it's going to be May. So happy May um, for our, our educator friends out there. You got one more month left. For our student friends out there uh, that are not in college, um, you got one more month. And for the ones that are in college, you, I guess, <laughs> your last week or you're done. Happy finals week. You're almost there. If you're in finals, uh, please finish strong because guess what? Th- that degree is going to be worth it. Okay. Push through. But um, for Lauren and Michael, how are you? How's the semester been? You know, we're kind of closing out. How's everything been? Honestly, I'm, I mean, I'm still in it. I got about a month. This quarter system, listen, it's it's a ripoff. Don't do it. I don't know. Everyone, this is this is my call to action to completely ban quarter systems in schools because I want to be done. I'm done with it. I'm very tired. But the, here's the thing, though. I started in like the end of September and I end in June. Right. So there's there is that. There is that. I'll yeah. say, but well, I hate it when I see started, all my you know, August and you're starting, right. oh, I'm still out in the streets. And I was, yeah, but now she has a, listen, I just, I hate it when I know that like, this is the time I remember in undergrad where we we're like, yay, we're done for the semester and we we're done. And I still have a whole month here, but honestly, it's good. I feel like everything's wrapping up. It's going to be the end of my first year of my doctor my doctorate and honestly it's really just two years of course work studies so it's crazy to be feel like i'm already halfway through that at least the you know the the credit part of my degree which is crazy but i don't know i'm feeling i'm feeling a little good what about you michael professor brown submitted all my grades i performed my first faculty recital to wrap up the year so we're done with UNG. I just got a couple of more high schools and middle schools left for the year. And then, yeah, and then I go to me and Lauren perform at ITG at the end of this end of May. Yeah. Wow. What the heck? Uh, That's crazy. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. You know, I'm, I did my, I think Anthony and Lauren both know this. I did my reflection because I was at Huntsville for NABA, which pretty much we, they were doing juries while I was out there. So I was like, okay, I had a five-hour drive back that I did at midnight because I'm crazy. So I was like, what am I going to do next year? So I redeveloped my whole curriculum, kind of rethought how I was going to do it for more student success. um, That is more bite-sized achievable moments instead of these big projects. So everything's going good. I'm ready for the semester, ready for summer so I can play golf. But other than that, you know, well, and now, now that I'm remembering, we I have personal fun, great news, and then we also have, as a podcast, great news to share. My personal great news is I was actually accepted into the cohort for the League of American Orchestras Essentials of Orchestral Management for this summer. So catch me at Juilliard, a. Um, over the summer, it's just uh, it's going to be amazing to really connect with different orchestral leaders and learn more about what it takes to be an executive in this field um, and also just to connect with other like-minded people who really see the value in, in arts admin and want to see change done. So I'm so happy to have been chosen by the league for this and um, just really humbled to have the opportunity. And then with that, 
I don't think we've told, we've actually talked about our Midwest acceptance from Relative Pitch. Like we've posted it everywhere and I'm sure everyone knows this by now, but we were actually selected to present at the Midwest Band and Orchestra Clinic, which if you guys know, this was like our first tri like trip. I would remember Midwest, it was like our trip. We got to go, we got to like go to all the presentations and meet people. So the fact that we're going back, like maybe Anthony already stunted last year doing Reynolds, the Reynolds Conducting Institute and absolutely slayed. And that was so great to see him shine in that regard. But now we all get to go back and actually get to share our perspectives and our voices. And shout out to our panelists, um, Dr. Jack Eady, uh, Professor uh, Ashley Crawford, AKA Flute Bay, um, Dr. Kelvin Jones and Dr. Catherine Bushman because they're all our amazing panelists for this. And the presentation is uh, titled Community Building, Meet Them Where They Are. Um, so it's gonna be a conversation that we've had on the podcast, but even different because we're bringing on different panelists and we're going to have different perspectives, going to have a lot of audience participation and wanting to hear your voice too. But I mean, y'all, did you think we would be here? Oh my gosh. I mean, first of all, like, I, I, I knew we would one of these days. I don't know when, but I, I always felt that we would be on a stage like this and the momentum that we, we you know, have had with the podcast, you know, first presenting at GMEA, then presenting at CBDNA. I think the only logical step was to Midwest now. Um, but it, it truly means so much that, you know, the, the committee that selected us, they, you know, cared so much about this topic and decided to, you know, accept us and, and put us on this platform. And I, and I just hope that, you know, what we say, people really take that into their programs. Because one thing I, I think I realized about this season, if we had it to kind of wrap up the season and give it one title, it would definitely be community building. Because it just so happened that uh, each of the people that we, we chose to be on this podcast, they were all within this season, basically season uh, and a little bit of last season, but it was all about community building. And the way, and for people that, you know, haven't been listening, all of our conversation are truly natural. Like we, we, we like know what we're going to talk about, but it, we don't know what we're going to talk about. It just so happened to, you know, be that a lot of times we bring up community building. Um, and so I, I think that's how we can name this this season. And so to present that at Midwest in December is yes. going to be a fantastic thing. So please, please, please keep us in your thoughts. And I hope that if you are going to be at Midwest, please come and check it out. We don't know what time it's going to be just yet. That we location. Uh, next season so check us out back in august or september whenever we come back we'll let all of you know then what time what date um so that you know show up and show out it's gonna be great because y'all know anthony and lauren are gonna be like dressing to the nine and i'm gonna be trying to still break down the social construct of why we gotta dress up so fancy like so that's that's the that's what we're doing over here Peer pressure will be used for this. Peer pressure season. won't. I will come in jeans. <laughs> Bet. I will come in jeans. Hey, guess what? How we're starting. Welcome to Relative Pitch Podcast. Unfortunately, due to some unforeseen circumstances, Michael Brown would not be in attendance today. Ooh. Actually, he's sitting in the audience. 
<laughs> as an auditor. <laughs> no, no, we need to have like the position open right there. Like, please come submit your uh, resumes and CVs and cover letters to us at the front. Thank you. And I'll just be in the back with my sign. Let me wear jeans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But yeah, I, I, I'm excited. I think it's going to be really great. You know, um, summertime is here and I'm excited for summertime. It's going to be great. Um, no, I'm sorry. I just said, um, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was just going to reflect on like, you know, honestly, it's so funny how Midwest, I mean, we've been talking about community, but Midwest for us sometimes also is a community gathering because we're meeting people who we've only met through doing interviews on the podcast and chose to see them in person. And they're like, oh, oh my gosh, that's relative pitch. And we're like, oh my God, like it's, I'm so excited to see everyone this year and to get to connect with everyone. But like, it's crazy how we built so many great relationships mm -hmm. just doing this, just having conversations and very, again, non-scripted whatsoever conversations. Uh with people who we just thought were doing excellent work. Maybe we've connected smaller in the past and we just wanted to hear more of what they thought. Mm -hmm. And that's like, it was, that was a surreal moment for me. I think Anthony was off gallivanting and me and Lauren were down there at the end of the escalators. If you want to get caught, don't be there. Cause I think me and Lauren were trying to leave and we kept getting caught, we but we were luckily caught by Marie and Leah who we just recently had on and we, and I was the first time I saw them in person and like, I was just squirrel and like doing this. And then Marie came up there like, she's like, Michael. And I was like, it was just such a surreal moment to see a person that went from a screen to face. And it was really happy. And I think, I think that's another reason we like Midwest and we go back every year. Like, of course, the information's good and the yeah. exhibits, the performances, but also just seeing colleagues and just reconnecting and connecting yes, yes. and forming new friendships and new professional things. Yeah. Um, and yeah. also like uh, one of my favorite things in the world is Dr. William Lake. When oh he sees, and, oh my gosh, it's the relative bitch crew y'all. It's like loudly. Like I think um, last Midwest, we were in a yeah, restaurant. Was that restaurant? Into a restaurant? Was it tap and pour? Was it tap and pour? Yeah, it was yeah. tap and pour, right, like right across from the like exhibit hall and or right across from the actual exhibit place. And he comes in. It's relative bitch, y'all. Y'all know these people. It's relative bitch, and I was just like, oh my gosh, like you know, it is just uh, so amazing. But but like you were saying, Michael, um, Midwest is also where we meet people that were like okay we just had a conversation like dylan maddox who was on yes and then we need to bring them on yeah, like right. he literally sparked up a well it was mike and lauren sparked up a conversation with dylan uh at a bar in the midwest randomly and, and honestly y'all this is this is, i'm giving y'all a little secret the best conversation and the best like things to happen is always at the bar uh, uh, because uh, you know and, and i think it's because when it's uh and this i think it's just human nature but when you're at a conference you, you think you have to be this formal and it has to be like this blue, blue, you can blue. finally wear jeans 
in the bar. He's really gonna be on this jean thing. I don't. I. I mean, jeans are cool. Like, I mean, yeah, go go jeans. But like, yeah, and like you can dress jeans up, I guess. But (laughs) anyway, sometimes it's nice to look a little, you know, you know. But it's so true. When you go to conferences, people think you're just oh, it's just about network. I mean, you yes, you go to the great performances, you go to the great presentations, you go to the exhibit hall, you network, but also. It's the community aspect that I look forward to so much of seeing people, seeing new people. And there's all that always happens. We're always random places. We meet up with new people. We meet up with old people. There will always be a conversation, though, no matter what. And and that's the thing is, you know, you meet new people and then those new people, like when we were having a conversation with Dylan, it was just kind of like, oh, my gosh, we really like talking with you. Like can you come on the podcast? Not because like, you know, obviously just come on a relative bitch podcast, but no, we like having a conversation. Even if the camera wasn't rolling, we want to have further conversation with you. And I think that's the one thing about what we do here is everything is very natural that we don't truly have topics, you know, it's just like, well, let's just have a conversation. And we tell all of our guests that come on here, we're just going to have a conversation. It's, you know, can be filled with whatever that you you would like. Um, and, and we're just going to talk about it. And sometimes it gets deep. Sometimes it gets shady. Sometimes, like, um, when, uh, what was it? Lauren called Michael uh, Red Thanos, you know? Red Neck Thanos. Thank mm. you. Okay, see, I was going to just say, just sum it up. But you... You're going to quote me. You better quote me right. <laughs> Ooh, she said, give her her money. Okay, ah, ah. Calm down. Redneck Thanos. Calm down. It's all out of love. It's all out of love. And... <laughs> I hate this place. I hate this place. Michael really is going to quit at some point. Help! Honestly, I'm gonna stop. Stop before we get canceled, though, for real, because it's gonna be like if they're hating on Michael, and we already had somebody at the beginning try to be like they don't let Michael speak. So, oh my gosh, can we talk about that? It's been three years removed. Let's talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, when we first started this podcast, uh, we got this lovely review on was it Apple Podcast? Apple Podcast. This person basically was like, one rated us like low stars or whatever. And he said that he felt that um, Michael didn't get enough time to talk. And we felt that me and Laura was over talking him and we was holding him hostage because he was the only white person on the podcast and this and that. And I'm just sitting here like, now, I also want to contextualize this by saying that this was an episode we made right after the insurrection that happened January 6th of 2021. And we were talking about, because there are a lot of people, because a lot of institutions, our institutions were coming out saying that, like, we don't condone this and da-da-da, this was an attack, da-da-da. And there was this idea of people saying music doesn't go like there's no politics in music. Music is just music. And then we have the episode, mind you was was all about how music has always music and art has always been used to express the feelings of the the composers the artists of what was going on in society that included politics it wasn't always about politics but it did include politics if you want to talk hitler and um and uh wagner and talk shostakovich and stalin this is this is history this is literally history and all of it is shaped all of it comes together 
so none of it is objectively just by itself. And so we were talking about how literally we were talking history straight up of like, these are examples of where artists have used what was going on in their current situations to express how they felt. And this individual, for whatever reason, felt so harmed by this idea that that artists use their surroundings to talk about what's currently going on. And he also had to, he, first of all, I will also say, he only mentioned Michael by name. He's, he mentioned Michael's name and then said the other two hosts. So I'm, yeah. and listen, we, I, I knew that this was, I literally reported the comment to Apple and they deemed it as inappropriate and took it off. So it was an inappropriate comment because it was just not factually, it was an opinion that was based solely off of, they see they see us and they automatically go like i'm going to defend somebody who the person who looks like me without even hearing what the point it's not about how we look it's great the representation of what we do is fabulous and we all represent very different aspects of what we do but like we're also talking about very important things yes. and i think that is what it always gets misinterpreted when people start just looking rather than listening to what's happening okay um, and I just remember that that was probably the most demeaning part is that you didn't even have the sense enough to quote me or Lauren, Ooh. name me or Lauren. You said, and the two other girls, Beyonce and the girls. So <laughs> Beyonce and we, Farrah, Latoya and Latavia, we done got booted off the island of Destiny's Child. Is that what it is? It's giving. First of all, let's just talk. Michael, do not be prepared. That's why he don't be talking. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> Okay, okay. You want to come at me? You want to come at me? Anthony, let's talk about how you were not prepared to Wagnerisms either. You know you weren't prepared. Uh-huh. The only one who was prepared for Wagnerisms was Lauren. And guess what? I will go on record. Okay, I, I have hey, and why'd you have to go on my record? You could have just went on your record. Okay? No, I just had to bring it. I, I be talking. Mm. I be talking. Lauren, get that get that fucking book out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> you know I don't like that book. Uh, you better get that book out of my face. I'm just saying because the way he said that, and I was like, first of all, Michael was not talking because he was not prepared. See, here's the thing, especially now this season, I will say, Michael, you did a better job. Last season and the season before, Michael would show up the, the minute before with his little subway. Oh, boy, yeah. And then sit there on the recording and eat and drink <laughs> with guests, <laughs> with no guests, no matter what. So why do you think he's not talking? Because his mouth is full. What else do you think? My, Michael Doobie Grubbin. My, Michael do. is our residential. Let's let's label him the residential either dreamer and redneck Thanos because that is truly yeah. what he is for this podcast. And listen, we love it because we we talk about this a lot. But like Michael is a dreamer. He will come with all like literally. I mean, I I always fight him on this, but literally he was a person who was like, we should do a podcast. And me and I mean, I was like, what is a podcast? Get out of my face! Like it it turned into something beautiful, but. When you have a team of people or a group of people, it is very important to have all the different types within it to make it make. You have to have the person who will come up with a crazy random thing that everyone's like, what? You have to have 
people who are gonna like see it for what it could be and then people who are gonna actually execute it to be like what it should look like and then also having people who how do we market it how do we do all this da, da, da. we we three of us are three man machine we truly are like, do we yeah. have built this up and then with the help of our community and our guests it's turned into this but like yeah they're like it's we all have very different personalities and I kind of love it because um, it would not work if it was just three Anthony's three Michaels and three Lawrence. It only right. works because it is this. Correct. Well, the three Michaels episodes would be really funny, but then they would never get posted ever. Um, Anthony, I just want to let you know, HR is, has a complaint in their email right now and uh, we will handle this complaint soon. Who is HR? You? So, people, it's our people and culture department. Department, thank you so much. Um, we don't Sorry. Anymore. Um, it, it, well, and Lauren runs it, so she well, got a she got an email in her inbox. Well, I hope that your complaint is, is strong and of faith because mm -hmm. it would never make it to me. So, um, y'all ain't gonna strike this one down, and it's going. I want you suspended for three weeks. That's what I want. Well, okay. you know, this is the last episode of the season, so no, I want you suspended for three weeks in. August. What you gonna submit, suspend me for? What What is your complaint? Because all I know is what I said was true, and I have witnesses to prove everything that yes. I have said. Your witnesses. What's your witnesses? Our episodes. Our, huh? our ev the evidence is literally just the podcast. Lauren, shut up, Lauren. Like, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> like. See, I, no, I am I am no longer talking. Yes, I guess we're proving to the man who wrote wrote the little review that we are just bullying this man. Do, Honestly, it's, it's, what y'all don't it. see is Michael be throwing small jabs um, when the camera is off, and then when the camera comes on, he wants to sit up there all perched and things like no baby. Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm -mm. Oh my the way we're gonna have fandoms and y'all are gonna they're gonna be like arguing like team michael team anthony and then we I'm already had that at anthony's old school this oh my gosh yeah my students were always like team whoever and i was just like and it's always funny when they would come and say team michael and i'd be like i'm Get gonna out of my tell face. you i'm literally <laughs> up why team michael is team correct mm. Mm -hmm. This, but no, with this is no evidence with no like that's the thing, Anthony. Be quiet, Anthony. Just be quiet. <laughs> no, and this, this is funny because it, this. I would drive to you right. Now. I'm so sorry, Laura. I would drive to your house right now with this in my passenger seat. Why do I feel yeah. like I'm like um, I'm Andy? Um, with this, you, this is like we're on the couches, you know. Uh, for the oh my gosh, we're housewives. Like I literally feel like I'm Andy. I'm like we should, oh, we should invite some of our guests and have one of those. Oh my gosh, that'd be cute. A knockout drag out after Midwest, the tea, no, the shade. Some, something so funny about this because we were joking about like cancel culture and all that but like for real like social media has become like such a crazy it's so great right we, and we've talked about social media before but like also like we've also found a lot of our our guests because of social media yes. because we've been seeing a lot of great things that have been posted wow. so I, I love that in that sense again just like how we're not all together all the time so having this platform to be able to be together when we're not and to meet guests who are around the country, you know, and, and all, and just doing great things is wonderful. But there's like, there, I mean, it's a, 
double-edged sword social media because just like we're finding great excellent people doing great excellent things there's also the other that you kind of come across and you're like oh i don't know you know and and i don't know i'm i like social media i mean i've done a lot of things with social media i run our social media accounts like it's great in the sense you get to connect with people but then you see people who are doing it maybe for wrong reasons Mm-hmm. And that's where I kind of draw the line is I, I like the idea of we're sharing and we're we want to collaborate with people and whatever that means. And that's why I used to joke about hating TikTok. I think it's still like it just takes a lot of time from people. I get that it's great. And I, there are some TikToks that literally make me die laughing. Absolutely. I do not have that app on my phone. I've never had that app. You should I never have that app. I you might want to. <laughs> um, I will not. I shan't. Since we're talking about social media. I, Lauren and Anthony, and a lot of people know, I don't post a lot on social media. Um, I started reposting this year because of my position at the university. I need to make myself public to maybe attract something, you know, either band directors who don't know me or students. And since that time of posting for the first time again on November 15th in 2022, every post I've made on Instagram has only been about my university. Nothing else. Because that that's the only I don't I don't what I post is apparently through Anthony and Lauren because they'll post pictures and I'll be there. I'll be like, hey, but I don't be posting stuff. I'll post on my story, but like nothing like that. So like you just got to know what you want out of social media. I like looking at social media. I don't want to put my face out there unless it's doing dealing with my job or my career. Um, That's how I use social media usually. You know, for me with social media is um, up until I would say this year, um, my social media was like, I wanted nothing to do with music, but that's also my personality. Like, if you know me, you know that once I leave the music building, I am Anthony. Like, I'm like, yeah, I do music. Like, I have friends who are not musicians. Yeah. And I love that, you know? So my social media, because the way I grew up was we did regular, regular things. Okay. And then music was just, you know, what I did. That That's just what I did. And it was fine. And of course I would post like, oh my gosh, I'm doing this, that's that. But it wasn't like, that's my entire life. Right. So my social media has always been that like, uh, if you go on my Instagram and you scroll to any of the other time before this year, you would like see me on a beach. You would see me on a cruise. You would see me, you know, doing all these other things that has nothing to do with music. Um, but this year I've started posting, you know, conducting videos of me uh, from the Reynolds Institute and, and random concert. I think I've also posted just a little, little something cute that I thought was funny in a rehearsal where I think I said the chorus needs to thrust into each other because we were <laughs> rocket ship. And like, again, I thought I was working with adults, college students, and the amount of chuckles that went through the ensemble was like ridiculous. So I was like, this is actually hilarious. So I just took the little clip and I was like, I'm pretty sure this will resonate with someone. And it did. And like, there was one, um, <laughs> there was one comment that was like, I've been working um, 
I, I was a public school teacher and now I'm an administrator. And one thing I've always said is no matter how old you get, they're always going to be like middle schoolers. And I was like, that is so true. Um, but other than that, like you are not going to get me, you're not going to see me like set anything up out of my way. Like that's one thing I'm not going to do. I'm not going to go out of my way. First, again, if you know me, you know that I'm lazy. Um, for things that I, I, I like, just don't want to do like I there are things that I will go out of my way to do but to set up a camera make sure the lighting's great you know all of this no um for me the videos that you will see for conductors in college we have to film everything because that's you know how instrumentalists or vocalists or if you're you know a performer you go based off of you know how you play during your, your lesson time. Well, I can sit up there, conduct all the time that I want, but what I do is only affected by the people that are in front of me. So we have to film ourselves. So naturally, if something funny, I'm just going to take it. Now, I, I'm pretty sure there are some people out there who are like, all right, I'm going to say this, and I need you to laugh. <laughs> and, you know... I'm pretty sure that's fine. I'm pretty sure it's great, it, but not my cup of tea, though. It just feels was... icky. It feels so icky to me um, when I scroll and I, I, you can tell when someone's being very genuine. And I've seen, Anthony, I've seen you in rehearsals. I've been under your baton, you know, and so I know how you are. So when I first, when you, I saw the video of you posted it, at first I was like, what is this? Is Anthony posting a video? What? And I looked at it. And the way that I was like, he actually was absolutely in the conductor mode at this time. Cause you do this thing where you're like bending over and you look at it, like, um, can we go from, and then like they did something. You're like, can we, are we, can we grow up? And then you were immediately back in. Yeah. I was like, girl, this. This is real, like this actually happened. But I have seen other videos, not just of like conductors, but just other videos in general where I'm like, this is not a genuine interaction. And I'm just kind of, and it makes me ick. Like it gives me the ick when I see those scripted things like that. Like, no, I'm not talking about like skits or things where people are obviously on purpose doing it. But when people are trying to sell that this is a genuine experience and it obviously isn't, I can tell. And for me, that is when I cringe. Yeah. I will say, honestly, what I've, the, the, I guess, genre of videos that I've seen that the most are like the gym videos. Like right now, I have a lot of gym videos on my feed because like I'm, you know, we're trying to get this summer body or whatever. And the amount of videos that I see where I'm just like, this is a load of bullshit. Like, like <laughs> this was obviously set up. This doesn't work. One is either I've tried it and I know it doesn't work. Or, you know, there's probably other factors. You're getting paid to say this. Like, you know when they're they're selling you some wrong ass stuff. Like you you know, you can tell. Um, so I think for me, that's the, probably the biggest genre that I've seen. Like, this is cringy. Like, why did you do that? Or the gym videos that like they try to be funny or something. I'm like, and what really what really pisses me off about some of those videos is that they'll like make fun of other people that are in the gym because they're doing something wrong. And I'm sitting here like, what what's the deal? People are in here trying to 
We all trying to get better. This is the reason why people don't want to do this because of people like you. But you, but you yeah. just worried about getting views, getting somebody to laugh at your stuff. But really, everybody looking at you like you look dumb. Like you are a menace. That that honestly, and mind you, I used to work in the gym, um, and I would ban you. Like if you was at my gym, you would not be coming in here. Please get away. Please get away. So, but I I will say though, um, on the other side of the spectrum, and for music. I do think that social media, it can be used very, very well. It's yeah. because um, I, I had a debate about this with a lovely individual, uh, just about, do I think that posting yourself is really beneficial? And, and I said, yes. And, and it's for a conductor, um, the reasoning behind that is because everybody else can post it. You know, Lauren can go post flute videos and all the flutey people will be like, oh, she's playing this. Or Michael will play, you know, the Haydn concerto or the Artunian or whatever. And all the trumpet people would go like crazy. Like, oh my gosh, yeah, I did this. Da, 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 da. And, and so the conductors, we can do the same thing. And, and the, the the debate was, well, shouldn't what we do be about the people that are in front of us? And I'm like, just because I post a video on my social media does not mean I, I don't care for the people that are in front of me. I can still, they're not mutually exclusive, you know? Um, and I'm just showing off what I'm working so hard, what I'm paying out it, well, what I'm technically paying money for, you know, grad students. Yes. But like what what I what I'm enduring for two years is to perfect my craft of conducting. Right. And part yes. of conducting is moving arms and, and, and influencing the people that are in front of me. So why can't why can't I show myself off? I think and, it's Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, 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 I was just saying, I think, and this is probably what you're going to say, it's this idea that, like, even conductors, they still are seen as educators. So it's like this idea of that, no, you shouldn't be thinking about your artistry and your craft. You should be thinking about the students in front of you. It's like they both can exist. Yes. I can I care about my students in front of me, and I also could be caring about getting better at my craft, which includes looking at myself a lot and noticing mm -hmm. if I'm getting better and da da da. So both is not church and state. Like we, these both can exist well at the same time. Now, is that always the case? No. No, and but that's what I said in in the 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 little debate. As I said, you know, for me personally, that's what I am posting. But like I am posting to show like. My, me as a conductor and even when I'm in rehearsal like like how Lauren was saying that is truly what I'm like on the podium where I'm just like why are y'all laughing what is funny anyways let's get back to going can't really be him and, and really also just you know gesture wise and conducting but that is truly natural like I'll promise you because I'm just not this way you would never see me uh, a stage anything it'll be truly from really what i'm doing now like lauren said is that a case for everybody Pro maybe not no. but that's their own will but what i for any conductor I, I think that we should probably move away from trying to uh ostracize or, or, or shame someone because they you know 
finally putting the lens on themselves. Like even if for the ones that that are truly in it for themselves, guess what? No one told you to look at it. Like th like that's the thing with social media is that you can choose what to look at and what not to look at. Facts. But also the it's very telling the conductors who get up there and stage a show and their ensemble sound like shit. Like very clear. Like it's like, oh, okay, oh yeah. Like you can do all the, the things, but then what's coming out is Mary had a little lamb, met Schoenberg, which had a baby with Whitaker, which got beat up by smaller. Mm, What'd you say, Baez? I said John Adams. <laughs> Ooh, John Adams, Dr. Atomic. Yeah. The son of it. Okay, anyways. Um <laughs> so sorry. But one Michael, thing I would Michael lets his intrusive thoughts win a thousand percent of the time. <laughs> I just I don't have anything. That's why I can't record recording in my little groups that I record and let him out because people it just would not be good for anybody. Oh and they'd be like, what? Because it's like all inside jokes that like probably 70% of the world has no idea what you're yes. talking about. Like what he just said, I don't even know what that was referring to. Oh, this it's from Dr. Atomic, the opera. Thank you. The person who was a vocalist. Like uh, as the as the resident vocalist, I promise you, we did not study no damn John Adams. I <laughs> I'm telling you, there is there's like this two minutes where they're just around this thing. They're like the size of it, the shape, stupendous. Is oh my god! Shout out to Doctor Eames because that opera class that was lit. We watched so many crazy operas in that class, <laughs> like just the wildest things. Yeah. And we look well, Anthony's not having it. We all pretty good Mozart and Renaissance music, Baroque music. Anything I'm to as the vocalist, anything that was not an art song of the 20th century, we didn't study. Like ex especially in undergrad, and especially if you go to like a state university. Um now if you go to like some, you know, conservatoire conservatoire may probably not even then but say. if you go to a conservatory that is like you know kind of new age they might get you into that experimental things but for the most part you're studying old ass music that was one of the reasons why i decided not to pursue that because i was like i'm so sick of doing old right. music but one thing i wanted to say about social media is um for the critics about, you know, either to the people that are playing music that are posting themselves or the people that are conductors, my thing to you is that music has to evolve, the music in general. And currently what runs the world, if even if you don't like it, but it, this is true, social media runs the world. True. I, I, and, and that's just it. So guess what is the best way to get people into your ensembles or get people into to music and just get them into the door and then you you know can shape and craft whatever their experience is is probably through social media. Like Michael was saying earlier, the best way for a band director to find him or a student a prospect or student, social media. Yeah. So um, by, you know, someone posting a conducting video and, and conducting some, you know, popular tune, guess what? And like, oh my gosh, that looks cool. Maybe I can try it. Maybe I can do it. Or maybe I can become a conductor and conduct that. Hell yeah, you can. Come on. Let's damn do it. 
you know, let's open those doors. And, and, and I think that so for so long, we as musicians, as artists, we have put up these walls to feel like we are separated from mainstream society. And then that we put ourselves on this pedestal of, oh, we're better than the popular culture because we have this and we do this and we have this. And it's like, well, that's why our audiences are dwindling. It's because we have gone so far away from mainstream where the only people that are in our audiences are people who maybe were in orchestra, maybe in bands, but probably even those people probably didn't have a great experience in those groups. So they're not coming back either. So why not start to bridge that gap? And the best way to do that is through a platform that everybody is using which is social media. Now, again, you have to be your own person and say, okay, well, this looks real. This don't look real. You can do this. You can do that. But that's between you and your fingers that are scrolling. If you don't care for it, move on, Mm -hmm. move on. And one last thing, because um, we had... um, mm, mm. There was a person... Um, who we all know that that came out publicly and basically tried to shame us newer conductors who are posting videos of themselves. Um, oh, <laughs> and to me, I'm I will go on record. You look bitter, and everybody that commented on your post looks bitter. Like, why? Why are you so upset? that other people are posting what they're working on or what it is. And and again, what I said earlier of just because I post a video of myself, you think I don't care about the students that are in front of me. That's funny because if you, if you came to any of my rehearsal and as any person that is sitting in my ensemble, one thing that they will tell you is that I, I am there for them and we have fun in the rehearsals. I can't say the same thing about yours. Um, and on that, he, Anthony, without even knowing it, telepathia, um, has went straight into my next thing was summer coming up. I don't want to hear this talk from band directors and other people about how this is what their program looks like. And this is what they want their program to do. Shut up and do it. Mm. Like just shut up and actually do it and show me the facts. Mm. So I'm not seeing no facts. Maybe from that person Anthony was talking about. I don't see the facts because there's a bunch of YouTube videos of you. So um, just saying, and we don't have to be bitter. Like we don't. Like you're getting bitter and that doesn't help anybody in this situation, especially you. And especially anybody who wants to be better. If you want to be better, go to your room. This I'm, I'm going to say this because I do this after every every recital. Once I get my footage back, I get a legal notepad, get a pen. I listen with the most discerning ear ever. And I write down every mistake I made. And then I burn it. It's a very cathartic release. I do it after every recital. If you are mad, do it. It might help you. If you are really mad because it took you X amount of years and you're only X amount of high in your field, write about it, burn it. Then do something. If you're not happy with your where your band program is, stop talking, write about it, 
burn it, do something. You said something. You said something right there that uh, is interesting. Uh, is it that you're upset that somebody is gaining more success at a younger age than you? Because let's talk about it. I mean, it, it, this is not just a music thing, but it is very, it is very rampant in the music world, especially with our older professors, mm-hmm. um, either telling us uh, that we should follow this one path to success or whatever success looks like, um, or, you know, trying to halt us from doing things. And it's just like, why do I need to go through a struggle? I think we talked about this on the podcast of, I don't think we all need to struggle. I, I, William Lake, I, I clearly remember William Lake, yes. saying, he was telling a, a composer, he was like, you don't always have to write about your struggle. Sometimes we want to see black boy joy. Yes. I remember, I remember him saying that. But, and that's just music. Like, there... There's always going to be someone better than you. I'm sorry to be the one who maybe breaks it to you today on the Wednesday of May mm, 7th, 8th, 3rd, 4th. It'll be the 3rd. 3rd, 3rd. May 3rd, be the one to break you. Um, but you, there's always going to be somebody better than you. And if what drives you is that extrinsic, motivation to be the best one in the world you will burn out one day and it will be tragic for you and maybe probably for the music industry because we've seen so many burnouts but what if it what drives you inside of you to make you want to do something like the the age old saying is seeing the light bulb go off on a student that's cool for me i love getting random messages from old students mm-hmm. like i just got one last night he's like hey I'm going to LSU for trumpet performance. Thank you so much for being my middle school teacher. And I wish I could have studied with you in high school, but you moved to Michigan. But I want to let you know I'm going to LSU. I'm like, oh, my God. That's awesome. You're going out of state to do music performance? That's insane. That is what I like because I'm like, oh, they stuck with it. Like, even if you don't stick with it, I had one kid that's like, I went to my first, um, he graduated a while ago. He's like, I went to my first orchestra concert at ASL. It's so glad to be around live music again. Thank you for introducing me to them when I was in high school. This boy is an engineer. Nowhere near music. Those are what keeps yeah. me driving and keeps me doing what I do. Yes. Um, also, like for me, so, you know, as a grad student and as a conducting grad student, we are, we're not the conductors of these groups. Like we maybe come and do one piece and then we're gone. Um, but I got an email from one of the, the students that was in this collegiate group and he's not a music major. He's like an engineer or something, but I got this beautiful email from him. And he was, he was just telling me of like, this is the best semester. Um, I, I, picked up my horn again uh and this is the first time i've played since i was in high school which got cut short because of COVID. and it's been two years and this semester has been wonderful thank you so much for you know always being positive and and 
having memorable rehearsals and memorable performances, like that, that to me is the most rewarding. So when I hear, you know, someone pass judgment based on a, a, a 50 second clip that they saw, you don't know what the hell is going on in my yeah. rehearsal. And also that I remember my dad. So fun fact, I have old parents, like maybe, <laughs> well, I guess age wise and mental wise, but <laughs> even when they were younger, they always was like the old school. And like for a long time, my parents always protested social media. Like to them, Facebook was the death of America. <laughs> like they hated it. So um, and, and they they just always, you know, put into my head of like, people only put the good things on social media. People only put what they want you to see on social media. So don't ever uh, get um, so attached or so, or, or you think it's so real, especially like with reality TV, like don't ever think any of that's real because it's not. Even if it says non-scripted, baby, it's something is scripted there. It is so scripted. And, and I think for me, that's why when I when I hear these comments, I'm like, why? This sounds so weird. But I remember because my upbringing was always to second guess what I see on social media. It was always like, mm, I don't know. Like, you can tell the difference between when something's real and something's not. But I can understand how some people don't have that. Some people are truly very easily influenced. And to that, mm, I will say, side note, me trying to, you know, get a snatch body TikTok. <laughs> I am very easily influenced. They'd be like, you need to try this supplement. You need to try this. You need to try this. Girl, I don't, I'm about to be bankrupt. Trying all these damn supplements. Trying They'll also, they'll also be like, when you get out of bed, jump three times, turn twice, and drink a whole glass of water. Then, and you're like, okay. And then I'm like, okay, that sounds so easy. And you saying like in a month, I'll be like real skinny, living <laughs> Kim Kardashian right now. Obviously. TikTok needs to be banned because that is ridiculous. I'm telling you, also like right now on TikTok, L-glutamine is like the thing. L-glutamine. Yeah, L-glutamine. They say like if you take this supplement, it's it'll make you skin. It'll make you like lose five pounds in one week. That's not oh, true. It's because they got a they got a tapeworm in it. That's what it is. Gonna eat up all. Tick, 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 but but see that honestly, I would still be fat with a tapeworm. Hmm. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> like, L-glutamine only works. First of all, L-glutamine is for your gut health. So if you have a bad gut, then it will work. And then yes because it's cleaning out your gut, you're going to naturally lose pounds. But if you already have an okay gut, it's literally just water and powder in your system. And it's not going to do not one single thing. But again, if you don't know the background, if you don't do your own research behind that, you are going to be easily influenced. So all that to say is that, I guess I think social media is great. And I, I think... Hell, everybody, post your damn self. Because guess what? Even for, you never know who's going to look at your videos and be like, oh my gosh, I think I can do that. Like, you never know. And it is okay. 
it, it, it's okay. But also for the people that are watching it, know who's doing it real and who's doing it wrong. You know, right. have a mind of your own. And like, and don't it's be summer. What? I just said, don't be better. Right. Like, listen, it's it's summer. It's starting to really feel like I'm not afraid of, of going out and catching COVID and everything. You're like, we're still like, I mean, it's 2023. It's summer. Like, take the time to reflect, like sit for a moment, reflect on what the past three years have been for you. Like journal, write down, like if you find yourself out, like outside, like you go to a coffee shop, you just want to write and put some things. I love writing. I love just putting me in my journal and just talking about like, oh, this is, this is something that happened today or just having a, like a dialogue with myself and my thoughts. Cause you never know what things can be brought back from your memory or the encounters you can have, but I love, I don't know, in general, I felt like there's been a whole shift in the in the atmosphere of like, there is so much potential for change and like long lasting change to happen right now. And everyone, you know, the summer comes and we wanna like, woohoo, chill, absolutely do that. Like go, go chill, go rest and all those things, but then make sure you're thinking ahead for when we get back into this grind whenever fall comes and, and you're starting classes back yourself or you're teaching all this stuff is you're not caught off guard. You're not like, Oh, like I wanted to do so many things, but I just didn't take the time and actually take a moment and figure out how do I get from where I am now to where I want to be? Cause you have the time to do it. You're absolutely capable of doing it. It's just about taking the time to actually sit down and try to figure out how, it's just the how and the why. Think about the why first and then the how. But mm-hmm. I'm very proud of us. We've done so much individually and as a podcast this season. I cannot believe that we're already at the end of the season now. I know. Oh it's crazy. Gosh. Like, oh gosh. Yeah. But I mean, we're before you know it, we'll be back. Um, make sure that you go check out all our episodes from this past season. Um, while we may not be posting every week, we're definitely going to be posting um, some things every now and then. So make sure to follow us on social medias at Relative Pitch Podcast. And keep in touch with us individually, too. Like, send things in. Tell us what you want to hear. Ask us how we're doing. Whatever. Like, we, we we love the idea of community building. And that's all what we're about. So Please. any last things, everyone? Are we? You know, I, I am so excited for us. And I think... That this summer we're gonna take time, relax, get recharged, and 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 just live our lives, be in the streets, be you know the summer girls, and and, and be you know be out. Um, because honestly, this is like the first summer where COVID is not like looming over us. Right. So um, you know, let's go out and, and let's have a good time. And I I hope everybody that is listening take that advice as well. Go out, have a good time. Don't be bitter. And live live the best life that you can live. Love that. All right. Well, thank you for being with us this season. And like we said, we'll be back soon, sooner than you know. But make sure to go back and take a look at some past episodes. And until then, I don't even know. I'm. It's almost, I don't want to say goodbye, but we'll see you next time, I guess. <laughs> we'll see you soon. See y'all Bye. back in Salt, September. Bye, y'all. September. Bye.